1: We have to make sure that the fans understand the plan. Nurse drilled him with a right hand, then missed with a wild right. Lands a right to the shoulder. We have to make changes. The players know that. They're aware of it. People want to be part of the process, and then they buy into the plan. This is Ryan Asian Hopkins. This is Officer This is Milan Luchus. This is Carmen Devin from your Edmonton Oilers. This is
0: oil country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah. Digitex does that.
1: D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A.
0: Now, Bob offer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Chet.
1: Where the Great Plains
0: begin, at the hundredth meridian, at the hundredth meridian. Where the Great Plains begin, driving down a corduroy
1: road, weeds we standing shoulder high. Ferris wheel is rusty. Off in the distance, at the hundredth meridian, at the hundredth meridian. Meridian, where the great plains begin. Left alone to get gigantic, hard, huge, and haunted. A generation so much dumber than his parents.
0: This is Oilers Now. Bob Stauffer in the 630 Chad Studios. Hope you're doing well. Jam-packed edition. Coming up on Oilers Now. Brought to you by Digitex. PCs, copiers, supplies, printers, laptops, IT, plotters, software. And now Digitex can manage your corporate cell phone plan. Saving your company money. All your devices managed at Digitex.ca. Hope you're uh, having a solid Wednesday. Uh, Weather's not exactly lighting it up out there. We'll get through it. We live in oil country. It's all good, man. It's like Winterfell out there today. Anyhow, coming up on today's edition of Oilers. Now uh, we will have a recap of last night's NHL playoff action. Another conversation about the Edmonton Oilers management situation and where it's at. What might be relevant and what might not be relevant to the discourse and the conversation from Hockey Night in Canada. Their lead analyst, Craig Simpson will swing by. Former NHL general manager, now with the NHL network, Brian Lawton. And part of the Hockey Helps the Homeless campaign, former Edmonton Oilers and New York Rangers head coach, one of the good guys in the business, Ron Lowe. Of course, you can reach us at any time on a River Cree Resort and Casino hotline, seven eight zero They've got the journeyman, a tribute to Eric Clapton, River Cree, May 25th. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. You can text us at 630-630 on the Heartland Ford text line. Don't buy a new or pre-owned Ford without giving Heartland a very uh, Heartland a chance. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford out in Fort Saskatchewan. Kelly, Elvis, Griffin, the gang, with the Heartland Group, they'll tell—they tell, will uh,
1: take care of you. Brendan, how you doing? What's going on? What's the latest? Oh, uh, I don't know, Bob, not too much. Uh, I, you know what I did do last night actually? I did see Chris Hatfield, Canadian astronaut at the Windspear Center. That was quite excellent. That's about the the man, you I've are in my you life. are
0: really an esoteric guy. You're you're like a modern day renaissance man, eh? That's that's pretty cool
1: that you would do that. It's different, right? I felt cultured. Yeah. That was my first time at the Windspear though, so I don't want to like act like a poser here.
0: Okay. Well, that's good. because <laughs> there's nothing worse than posers. Uh, you know, uh so that, that's what, I watched a bit of the playoff action last night, took some calls, made some calls. Um, what else? Watched a, a couple of documentaries off the CBC uh, docks. You ever go on those? And They're sort of along the lines of Fifth Estate. They're a little bit longer than some of the individuals. There's some pretty uh, <laughs> some interesting stories out there in Canada, to say the least. For Oilers fans right now, uh, yesterday was the launch of the uh, season seat renewals. So we had Stu McDonald on the show, and I know we had uh, a fair amount of feedback on that. Of course, the order is freezing the prices for the upcoming season, 15% off on uh, FBO purchases uh, for season seat holders at Rogers Place, Uh, our opportunity to take in some practices, uh, some walks through in the building, that sort of thing uh, moving forward. Uh, That is, uh, I guess, step number one. Step two, what's going to happen on the management front, and that is the question that we get asked the most and the show is called the Letters now. And I haven't really uh, deviated much from going all the way back to January 23rd. I listed uh, four guys at that time as potential fits. And I do think there's more than one fit uh, that could come in. And I think there's several people that could come in and do a good job here. I do think this is a, a job. I mean, at the end of the day, yes, there's some challenges, At least in the short term from a cap perspective. As an example, you know, Milan Lucic, $6 million player. The last two seasons has not lived up and produced like a $6 million player. Uh, That is, he'd be the first to tell you that. He'd look you right in the face and say, yep, I got to be better. Um, A lot better. And then the concern is, you know, will he ever be able to contribute better than a bottom six forward? That, that's a fair question to ask based upon what's occurred over the course of the last two years. So, uh, you know, Milan Lucic is a contract that might be a tad prohibitive, and it'd be intriguing to see with Bob Nicholson out on this GM search, and he's obviously talked to a multitude of uh, different uh, people that are credible in terms of being potentially in the mix. My initial list back on January 23rd, Brendan Escott, had Kelly McCrimmon at the top of the list. Mentioned Norm McIver. Mentioned Bill Guerin. Two guys that, you know, McIver heavily involved in the pro uh, pro side for the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, Guerin sort of seen as maybe the groomed heir apparent to Jim Rutherford in Pittsburgh. uh, Run their firm team for a couple years there. Uh, And then Mark Hunter. Okay. That list went out on January 23rd, the day... That Peter Shirelli was relieved of his duties as general manager. Do you recall what I said that day? Upon when we Reid re- and me came back to air after uh, Bob Nicholson's presser, in terms of my agreement level on that decision at that time. By the way, anyhow, I agree, 100% agreed with uh, making making that call. Um, and and so Keith uh, Gretzky has been the Oilers' interim general manager. I guess acting general manager, technically acting GM, and. Ken Hitchcock has been the interim head coach. Uh, And then I put a second list out, I think in early March, that again had McCrimmon at the top of that list and mentioned some different names, including Ross Mahoney from Washington, Uh, Lawrence Gilman out of Toronto, and again Mark Hunter, and Keith Gretzky as well. So you have your internal candidates, and Gretzky is... By far, as the acting general manager, obviously would be considered the strongest internal candidate. And then the external candidate. So, with both lists, the guy that was listed at the top of the list both times was Kelly McCrimmon. And I still think that, you know, he would merit absolutely serious consideration. Western Canadian ran a very competitive team for a number of years in Brandon that maybe doesn't have some of the advantages of the Portlands, the Londons, the Quebec cities around the major junior world. And people say, well, why doesn't Edmonton, why haven't they been like Portland? And the fact is that when Calgary and Edmonton came into the league, the WHL wanted assurances that the Flames and the Oilers organizations wouldn't use their clout and power um, to maybe tip the playing scales. And, uh, And Portland's been caught... Uh, London's been caught, Windsor's been caught uh, I think we know Quebec City, we're not that's a whole other conversation uh, with the province of Quebec on a bunch of things but anyways, bottom line here uh, Brandon always had pretty good teams and Kelly McCrimmon was the owner, the general manager at times the coach of that team then he went to Vegas took on half the responsibility of the West for the expansion draft uh, Vegas got the most out of their players you talk to executives around the league and they'll tell you well, everybody in Vegas was in the same position nobody wanted them George McPhee fired as a GM. Uh, George Gallant fired as a coach. Players put out there for an expansion draft. And so everybody was empowered and had a little bit of you-know-what uh, in their game. And the teams played like that. And frankly, I think we all, for those of us that are neutral between, say, Vegas and San Jose, most of us would suggest to you that, by rights, Vegas should be playing in the second round of the playoffs, not San Jose. But... Uh, you know, McCrimmon absolutely, for me, would remain a top-end candidate for the position. Mark Hunter, London, uh, spent times with the Maple Leafs organization. There's a bit of a tie between, uh, you know, put it this way, you talk to people out west, it's Kelly McCrimmon. You talk to people in Ontario that are familiar with Ontario, a lot of time for Mark Hunter in Ontario. Ken Holland's name's been brought up uh, from a couple different places over the last 48 hours. It's worked a long time for the Illich family. Thirty-seven years, and uh, my guess is he's probably receiving a pretty uh, penny, even though he's been technically moved along into an executive vice president role. If he so desired, and the price point made sense, maybe you would look at that as an option. Don't think you would completely discount it, but I kind of keep coming back of the external candidates to you know McCrimmon. And Hunter, maybe Holland. Some people have mentioned Sean Burke. I'm not going to discount uh, that as a possibility. Maybe more so in a support role, potentially, because he's not uh, sort of in a... I don't think he's seen the same way that both McCrimmon and Hunter are seen. By the way, Mark Hunter will be Canada's general manager for the upcoming World Junior Championship, and Dale Hunter is the head coach. Uh, Kelly McCrimmon, to my knowledge, and um, I'm pretty sure of this, Definitely turned down opportunities to move into a significant management role in the past with the Columbus Blue Jackets and with the Toronto Maple Leafs. I believe maybe Arizona as well, but I know for a fact Columbus and Toronto, uh, you know, McCrimmon had extended conversations with them. So he's kind of picked and choosed where he's gone. Um, Anyhow, we'll see when this gets done. Brendan, what week are you hosting the show? Oh, you're eating right now, so we, we really got to work on that. Are you, are you, are you, how, how often do you eat? Like, I eat once a day. Like, do you eat, like, eight
1: times a day during the course of the day? Oh, three. I start my day with a protein shake. That's, okay. Uh, about all I can stomach in the morning, but I know I need to, and then uh, i I find Baileys
0: here. and coffee works much better in the
1: morning. <laughs> Every day? Uh, and then, yeah, and then dinner. So I guess, you know, i just stand it three okay. times a day.
0: I'm just, uh, I'm just you're, you're hosting the show the week of May 12th to May 18th. That's so right. So I'm hoping that this might actually get done by then. Uh, outside chance that, you know, maybe uh, late last, by uh, late next week, maybe we, ha- we have a general manager in place because the order's got to get working. Now, in terms of the draft, uh, well, both McCrimmon and Hunter, as an example, were at the U18 championship. So they're going to have, if, if one of those two guys ultimately is the guy, they're going to have some opinions. Uh, certainly, with the first pick of the draft, the Oilers drafting eighth, and based on the play of the five American uh, forwards, I saw. I'm still trying to figure out how the heck the U.S. lost that tournament. Uh, but based on those five uh, American forwards, obviously Jack Hughes is going number one. Uh, a lot of people had uh, Capo Keiko, was that uh, uh, Capo Kako, whatever his name is, the Finnish kid, number two. Uh, a lot of people thought uh, Putkoles and the Russian was going to go number three. Uh, I I see Bowen Byron ending up in the top three. I think he's the best. The guys that I know that know junior hockey, they tell me that uh, he's the best defenseman out of the WHL since Scott Niedermeyer. Uh, the kid that's playing for the Vancouver Giants, Vancouver and Prince Albert in the upcoming WHL final, by the way. Um, Kirby Dock out of Fort Saskatchewan. Dylan Cousins, those guys have been mentioned top six all year. Maybe it's only top eight for those guys now based on that second wave of Americans. Um, Alex Turcott, son of Elfie Turcott, Trevor Zegrass. Cole Caulfield, the diminutive sniper that's quick and gets to spots and can rip the puck and uh, exciting player. And then Matthew Boldy. So uh, I, I think the owners are going to get a pretty good forward, and it is going to be a forward. Speaking of forwards, news today involving the Edmonton Otters, Ryan McLeod signed a three-year deal, which starts next year. His ELC, he is on an ATO for the rest of this year. This is a very important prospect for the Oilers organization. He had an excellent rookie tournament segment. For Edmonton, and in the first half of the Oilers' uh, exhibition season, for me, was probably no worse than the second or third best player most nights. The, his ability to skate—I mean, he's six foot three and he can skate. Now, he didn't knock it out of park numbers-wise. In junior this year. Got traded from Niagara to Saginaw as Saginaw loaded up. Saginaw lost in seven to Dmitry Samarukov and Guelph. We told the story Saginaw's goalie got kicked out of the series after game two with another one of David Branch's kind of semi ridiculous rules that keep happening in that league. Um, but Guelph's a good team. Anyhow, McLeod goes down to the minors. Cooper Marody uh, took a couple pretty nasty knocks in the last game. He might not be available to start that series against San Diego. I wonder how quickly the uh, Oilers farm team coach, Jay Woodcroft, implements Ryan McLeod into the lineup. To me, Ryan's going to need some time. Uh, When you watch his games in junior, you can make an argument he wasn't in the guts of the game enough. He didn't kill it offensively. He was traded and... You know, did score some big goals for Saginaw. Got an overtime winner in the course of the playoffs. But he's big and he can skate. That's a good combination. Like he can really skate. Like he is a four and a half out of five. If McDavid's a five, this guy's a four and a half. This guy can skate. Um, he's he's more of a playmaker than a finisher, so he's going to need to work on a shot. Again, he's got to get into the guts of the game on a more regular basis. But there is a lot of raw skill there, and this is a, no worse than the... He's no worse than Edmonton's second-best offensive forward prospect. That's, you know, Yamamoto, who's been out with a wrist injury for a while. Uh, he is their best forward prospect. McLeod's right there as their second, and they're a completely different type of players. So it's important guys for Edmonton to uh, move forward. The cupboards are not bare. They were kind of bare when Shirelli came in here. Whoever gets the job, cupboards... I mean, there's lots of depth on defense. There's a couple pretty good forward prospects, maybe three if you include Tyler Benson. And I'm not saying that, uh, you know, again, Yamamoto, McLeod, Benson. I haven't even mentioned Marodi because I don't know if he's going to get there just because of foot speed and quickness, but guys can work on it. He's really smart. Um, Some people said, where's McLeod's hockey sense at? I think he has some, but I just think that at times he's a little in and out. And maybe that has to do with the the competition level. This is going to be a real good opportunity to see exactly where he's at. He's going to need more time in the farm next year, unequivocally. But if the Oilers can get an Eric Holler type of player out of him, a big guy that can skate. And Holler's not as big as McLeod, but he can really skate. Um, He had a pretty good year last year for Vegas. You know, 2020 season, high 2020 season. They might be onto something. All right, let's go to our uh, Direct Workwear audio vault where safety meets savings. In Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. The Columbus Blue Jackets are up 2-1 over the Boston Bruins. Here's Matt Duchesne's game winner with Bob McElliot on the Blue Jackets radio network. Panarin back to Jones. 19 seconds left of the power play. Jones holds, gives the Panarin. Looks at it, comes back to Seth Jones on the right side. Atkinson walks in, slap shot hits traffic, comes right down in front. Another save. Then there's a score. You know his name. It's Matt Shane. He buries a power play goal, and the Blue Jackets lead two to nothing. And uh, the Blue Jackets gone two one. What What'd you think, uh, Brendan, of uh, the Marchand play?
1: he's terrible bob like this the you know what he's so smart and he uses it for all the wrong things it seems uh that's suspendable to me what do you think
0: not a suspension it's a dirtbag play but it's not a it's not a suspension not by the standard that they've set or he knows exactly what he's doing he's going right to the line hey it was a cheap play it's a kind of a gutless play. The the timing, the sequencing, he knows there's not going to be a you don't do that like if you did that 6 minutes in a regular season game. One of these days somebody's going to string him out and beat the eleven snot
1: out of him. Well, that's the, it and it's But it's Scott Harrington is the target, really? Yeah. Scott Harrington? So,
0: but he knows what he's doing. He's a master in gamesmanship and he is a heck of a player. Marshawn is a heck of a player, but he does greasy things on the ice. You know, I'll give you an example. There's an underrated, We're gonna. well, I'll talk about this with uh, Ronnie Lowe later on, but there's an underrated tough guy from the late 90s that doesn't get a lot of credit with the Oilers organization, okay? And he was tough. That's Brian Marchman. Like, Brian Marchman went toe-to-toe with Bob Probert and went as an Oiler. Stepped in uh, when Kelly Buckberger wanted to fight him one time, and he did fine in that fight. And he went toe-to-toe with Ty Domi. Like, he could fight, but he crossed the line sometimes, too. And it really, and what I mean, I mean, he blew guys up. He destroyed guys with hits, targeted guys' knees. But when Brian Marchment decided to throw down, and people know this. Like, Oilers fans that watch the Oilers play in the 90s, Mosh could chuck him, and he could take a punch, too. I just wish maybe Marshawn did a little bit more of that end of it, too. As for the San Jose Sharks, Logan Couture, he's a heck of a player. Uh, No question. Got a hat-trick last night, and here's uh, Sharks Radio Network's Dan Rosenowski with the calls.
1: Now Myers shoots. save made rebound. Couture, backhander. Score! Logan Couture on the rebound. Makes it one nothing Sharks. Opportunity for Myers, steal the puck from Zadora. Couldn't do it. Gets it back. Down low to Couture. Holds it, shoots it. Scores. Logan Couture ties the game with a wrist shot from a low right-wing face-off circle that goes top shelf. Loose puck. Couture shoots for the empty net. He scores! The hat trick for Logan Couture. He's surrounded by his teammates as the Sharks get the empty netter and the hat trick for their leader up front.
0: There you go. So San Jose uh, gets the win. We're going to tell you about the NHL schedule uh, coming up briefly on NHL Today for Elite Promotional Marketing. Just uh, uh, extend condolences, I don't know if you've heard, but Vancouver-based media personality Jason Botchford, who knew how to solicit a response, uh, which is what you're looking for uh, when you're in this line of work. Uh, well-known writer out of that market did some work on TSN radio as well in Vancouver, passed away on the weekend due to a, uh, a heart uh, issue. So uh, our condolences on that front. We'll take a uh, timeout. This is Oilers Now.
1: Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630Chad. All right, Brendan, make it count. you got 45 seconds. This
0: is NHL Today for elite promotional marketing, more than just sportswear.
1: Carolina took both games over the Islanders on the road and now host Game 3 in Raleigh tonight. Elsewhere, Dallas welcomes in St. Louis for Game 4. Blues leading that one 2-1. to one. Brad Marchand, we just mentioned it, not facing supplemental discipline for a couple incidents last night. The Leafs signing 2016 second-rounder Igor quarter to a two-year entry-level contract. He will join the Marlies on their Calder Cup run following five seasons in the K. Canada has added Jared McCann to its roster for the upcoming World Cup of Hockey, their first game next Friday against Finland. Jack Hughes will join USA and Oliver Ekman-Larsen named the captain of Sweden today. Pavel Datsuk announced he will not return to SKA St. Petersburg. That's fueling speculation he could return to the NHL. Uh, He's been gone for three seasons now. The Coyotes own his rights up until July 1st. Condors host the San Diego Gulls in game one of the second round on Friday. Prince Albert and the Vancouver Giants game one of the WHL final, also Friday night. And uh, tonight it is the Doyle Cup resuming in Prince George. Brooks leading Prince George two games to one.
0: Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bellow. when we come back in Oilers Now, we will hook up with Craig Simpson from NHL Hockey and Rogers. This is Oilers Now.
1: Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.